Hey everyone, welcome to the Hot Takes Podcast, where we're always seeking to be humble, open, and transparent. We are about to have some fun. I hope you're ready. Thank you for being here, and enjoy. Hey everyone. Hey everyone. It is another hot takes episode where we're always seeking to be humble, open, and transparent. I am Lawrence Henderson. I am your discomfort disrupting teddy bear uh, that gets the opportunity to come and host these conversations with amazing practitioners, leaders, um, and they get to tell you why their thing is a thing. Um, And today is uh, no exception because we have author coach, speaker, presenter, uh, Sunil. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing amazing and happy to drop some knowledge bombs at the start of the week for everybody. Uh, get them to think about this intangible thing called intuition that yeah. is really responsible for driving success for personal and business. Definitely. And before before we dive into the power of intuition, uh, just uh, help people uh, understand where you are in the world and, and then we'll get going. Yeah, absolutely. I'm in London, Ontario, Canada, so just outside of Toronto, uh, and I've been here for a number of years. I grew up in Canada, so uh, um, yeah, it's, it's pretty good. A little bit chilly, but uh, supposed to get uh, a little bit warm. But uh, yeah, enjoying enjoying what I do and and uh, from the lovely part of my home. Well, there's something to as a coach um, on first getting introduced to intuition and exercising and all these different things. Um, I'm going to be honest with you, so it, it, it started off a little spooky, start off a little spooky for me, but, but help people understand where this came from as a practice for you. Absolutely. So, so intuition itself was something that I absolutely relied on a lot of times. So we, a lot of people have that gut feeling um, or they have this, this sense of knowing. And I didn't really formally know about it until I actually looked at the science, but it was really integral to me moving away from engineering um, because I got into it for the wrong reasons. Again, something telling me that I shouldn't have got into, but as a South Asian male, it was, it, you know, four career doors, doctor, lawyer, engineer, or failure. Uh, and I, I took door number three, which was engineering and I hated it. Right. And, and so what I was really meant to do was an, be an entrepreneur. And if you look at the first hit that I had when I was, uh, with intuition was now, I mean, with hindsight's 2020, when I was five years old, there were these video games that uh, I wanted to buy. And my dad said they were too expensive. And I distinctly remember this voice telling me, Sunil, go door to door to raise money. And that's exactly what I did. And I raised $200. This is your five-year-old kid. Uh, $200, lots of milk and cookies. I gave $100 to my dad. And the other $100 I went to charity because that's what my school was doing. And I always had these the seed of entrepreneurship in me. But again, the, the East Indian Kool-Aid took me away from those signals telling me that I should be an entrepreneur. And when I left engineering, I lost my relationship with my dad. Um, but it was responsible for me to have five ventures, five or six ventures that totaled about $20 million in revenues, going on to become a management consultant. And as a management consultant, one of the pinnacle things that I used was that gut feeling to know where to take a business. And that gut feeling is based on experience and learning, which a lot of people don't realize. 
it does take data. It does mean that you still have to put in the processes. It's it, and so that doesn't change. What helps is that intuition tells me what direction a company should go into. Uh, and in one case, I took one company who was struggling at $400,000 a year in revenues. They were on their way down, brought me in to help them out. And the very first thing I did, because they didn't have any trust developed with their employees, and trust it, trust is developed in 14 seconds because of intuition, 14 seconds. But what I did is I took the cash flow problem, turned it on its head. I increased everybody's salary as a, a way of good goodwill because the employees didn't feel like they were they were uh, treated fairly or they were uh, they were even honored or even looked at. Um, and I said, I see you, I hear you, uh, we love you. You are the pinnacle of our success. And by putting a little bit of money in their pocket and involving them in decision making. What ended up happening is taking a four hundred thousand dollar company that was struggling to three and a half million in a couple of years, uh, and the beauty of it is is when I looked at the expansion and the operations, it was the team that helped. Right. So when I got one the trust of the employees, they helped with the nitpicky, the the grinding, the the manuals where I could concentrate on expansion, which is what I was really meant to do. And they filled in everything under underneath. So that expansion was seamless and everybody loved it. Everybody was helping each other all based on trust, right? Intuition. Now, it, it still meant that we put processes in place. It still meant that we had to have operations manuals. It still meant that we had to have some IT needs and things like that. That doesn't change. But the seed of that expansion um, is based on this intangible thing called intuition that we're all born with. And that's a very, very important to know. Yeah, and, and and wrapped up in there, there was a ton of, of 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 information that you threw in there. But one of the 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 underlying tones, I believe, that you explicitly described in story form was this this trust in that knowing that, and you said those those experiences, right? Not yeah. discounting them as not having happened, but you now using it as data points and, and data the data. And it, we always talk about you know. We forecast using this data, right? And what is forecasting? Forecasting is you putting into practice and saying this thing, we feel like this thing is going to happen as a result of these past things and this information. And so it's amazing that we, as people, like we don't call it what it is, right? And and when when you think about using intuition in support of the data that's already been collected, the things that have happened. And I love that you talked about process because sometimes people try to speed past the process and, and try to get to the other end of things. But how have you helped people add this as a part of their process and improvement in some cases? So the so, big thing is, in, is, is recognizing that intuition exists. And especially when it comes to the business world, there's this intangible thing that people write about. And if you look at the Jeff Bezos's, Richard Branson, Sarah Blakely's, Oprah, uh, J.K. Rowling, uh, you know, these are the people that attribute intuition to their decision making, even if it goes against the data. And one of the best examples I can give you is one of the very first interviewees I had was someone who was an investment banker. Uh, and he didn't, uh, he didn't think intuition existed whatsoever. Uh, and so, you know, when I went to him to try and get him to understand what intuition really is, he was not having it because the research at, at the time before I started looking at the science was talking about uh, things coming from manifestation and spiritual and cosmos, which is fine if people define intuition like that. 
Um, I, I look at intuition as signals that people have. And one of the mis biggest misconceptions that happened was that there's no experience or data behind that. And so when I sat with this fellow, his name is John Rothschild, who was an investment banker. You know, it, it, he says, I don't know what we're going to talk about, Sunil. You know, you come down, you're a friend of mine, I'll give you the hour. But intuition doesn't exist. Uh, and so I, I and so I, and the camera's clearly on. I said, let's just do this this interview and let's let's see where it goes. And what I wanted to do in this interview is educate him on there's actually four types of intuition that all work together within and it speaks to you through things called intuitive signals. And so as I was explaining these things to him about these signals, like people are like I, there was a there was a CEO that's run two multi-million year old businesses and he sees this omen on his right shoulder come up. When this omen comes up, he says yes to whatever decision is there, whether it's a vendor that he's dealing with, an employee that he's helping, um, or if he's doing a business deal uh, with a joint venture, he would say yes because of this signal, which is an omen. Uh, and so again, two multi-billion dollar businesses, one in the online shopping space, the second one now in uh, bestoke fashion, um, all because of these signals. So, you know, John's just kind of saying, you know, Sunil, I would like to shake this guy's hand. I just don't think intuition exists. Like it's based on data and experience and learning. And I said, ah, now this is where the four types of intuition come in. One of the first types of intuition is called experiential intuition. So that is based on the data and learning that you've had in the past ever since you were born. And it shoves it in the subconscious area of your brain where, where your intuition lives. And so when you're about to make a decision, it goes into this library of information plucks out the information, the learning and the experience you've had in the past, both good and bad, to give you a signal to tell you whether that decision is the right one or the wrong one. And in some cases, it has you go against the data. And so this is where John said, well, that's really interesting. I have an example of this. And so now we're going to get into the second one called relational intuition, sorry, situational intuition. So John was in the business of doing uh, franchise operations and they benchmarked a, benchmarked a franchise on a scale of 10. So a nine of 10 out of 10 means that you would put a McDonald's or an A&W or, uh, you know, Dunkin' Donuts, whatever, because they look at traffic studies, they'd look at demographics and development in the area as examples. There was this one area that was a five and a half out of 10. And so John went to walk there and he goes, huh, something is telling me in this situation that situational intuition that we should put a franchise here, even though it was a five and a half out of 10, he goes against the data. And uh, that ends up being one of the most profitable franchise uh, operations out of all of his franchises called the beer market. And so now John's getting it. He's getting the fact that, oh, it is based on data and experiences. It is based on these things, these hunches that I have. Uh, and then at one point, John's, um, uh, John's purpose changes. He no longer wants to be an investment banker and he wanted to actually own a business. Now we're going to get into the third of the four called relational intuition. What relational intuition does is it filters the people through to only surround yourself with those who are really going to support you. Um, and so all the people, when he went, made this decision, who are concerned about money, fame, ego, security, high-end restaurants, limousines, private jets, they all told him he was nuts, except for the one person who asked him why. And that was his wife. And his wife asked, why are you doing this, John? And now he starts talking about an intuitive signal. And he says, you know what? This just feels right. Sometime you, sometimes you just have to let the data go. You may not have all the information. You have to trust your intuition. So this is now 45 minutes in from a guy who started my interview saying this thing does not exist to now fully embracing the knowledge because he understands now his signals, his experiences, how it worked for him. And that was really important. 
And then the fourth of the four is creative intuition. And this is the one that tells him to actually make the decision. Now, you would think that John, who has been making three to $4 million as an investment banker, would pick a, a, a business that has some healthy cash revenues, solid balance sheet, and excellent revenues. Not his intuition. His intuition picks a tiny, bankrupt little restaurant. And so he quits, walks into that tiny, bankrupt little restaurant. That restaurant ended up being Eastside Mario's location number one. And over the next 20 years, he grew that to $2 billion under different franchises because it felt right. And now John understood completely how intuition was the reason why he was able to find success in his career. And so for me, what I do is I take leaders and I take business people to understand what their intuition is and how to use that to tell their story, to earn trust. Because as I was mentioning earlier, trust happens in 14 seconds. So when you have other people trusting you, that means that your story is something they want to engage in. Your actions are matching your words. You're speaking your truth. You're being authentic. You really care. And when you have that side of you, the intuition of others is going to trust you because intuition is a two-way street. And that's how employees want to work for you. That's why customers want to buy from you again. And that's why the marketplace loves you. And when you have that trifecta because of intuition, that's how you crush your competition. Yeah. 14, 14 seconds. seconds. Yeah. So, so son, um, what's coming up for me as, as I really like hear you speak to this there's a there's something happening in our world today where there's a shift of these extremes and and when I'm when when you talk about the 14 seconds it's the fast brain slow brain things about am I conscious about the decisions I'm making or the gut made me act and different things like that and what's creeping in is this little thing around bias uh, particularly when you talk about personal and business decisions Right. And these being and there being very, very huge extremes that we're all navigating these days. Um, has this practice really exposed those extremes and, and made it made you question different things? Absolutely, because one of the things that you look at when it comes to bias is we often look at the, the leading versus laggard indicators and the laggard indicators when you use bias are how do people feel around you? Uh, how do you, are you treating people? What are the signals that you're getting from them, right? And everybody knows when somebody's looking at you weird or or they don't really respect you or, you know, they're not. And so when you have this inherent bias and the way you treat people, they're going to treat you the same way. And your intuition is able to pick that up. And when it comes to timing, uh, re the research shows, it's very clear. The science shows that intuition actually acts on average seven to 10 seconds before you're actually consciously aware of it. So it's already given you a signal way before you've thought about it. And that, and that's research that's done, I think, about 10 years ago. Research that's coming out of University of Toronto, it hasn't been published yet, so I haven't seen this. But a colleague of mine was saying that that's as early as 23 seconds. And so these are things that are where MRIs are done, brain scans are done. Um, and so these signals are done so you already know if you've got a bias, you you can see how people are treating you. You can see how people want to be around you if they do or they, if they don't. And those are laggard indicators which means that what you haven't done is you haven't treated people properly. You're using a bias to, uh, and there's filters. So you have two things to, two, two ways you can do. You can change your bias and be more authentic and be more real. 
And then people want to work with you. People want to be around you. People want to be your friend. And you find the quality of people increase, not the quantity. And it's it's not about the numbers. It's about who you want to surround yourself with in your personal life, in your business. Uh, I've, I've met tens of thousands of people, probably over 100,000 now with, with me speaking. I have three three people. And of those three, two of them are on my inner circle. That's all. That's all I need apart from my family, because those are the wholesome people that make me just live my life, love my life on the personal side and love my life on the business side. And I can't imagine how you how you can't go about life waking up every single day loving what you're doing. Um, and that's by me taking care of if I had any biases I need to get rid of them. I need to take the education to get rid of them. Why do I have those biases? How do I change that? And maybe it's immersing yourself in the group with those biases, you know, talking to those people, taking them out for a coffee or beer, you know, establishing a genuine relationship. So we get out the biases that in most cases comes from some concept to the reality of you're talking to a person here. And that's that connection. And that's where intuition is a two-way street. And that's how you get rid of those biases. And what you'll find is that when those people want to work for you, those biases get shed really quickly. When people want to add quality to your life in the personal life, in your personal life, and they're there for you during the ups and the downs, those biases are gone because now you're trusting that person and you're celebrating that person and not who you think that person represents from your bias. Yeah, and I and I love that particularly from from the the framework that you that you were talking about the 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 business investor where it was really went into those investments went against conventional wisdom right and and again both when we stay in our bubbles and we use confirmation as a bias as a daily practice you basically ingrain yourself and give yourself the reps and data points to prove yourself right. And I really believe that that's where the extremes are coming from today is because we're not giving ourselves anything else to contradict or, or combat um, what was normal for us in, in our daily lives. And I really believe it's the leaders who lean into, you know what, those data points gave me something, but I'm going to, it's, it's the old school Stephen Covey, I'm assuming the best. And until prove, but you have that every single moment, every single and say, you know what? I'm gonna lean into it. I'm gonna lean into it. And and I think when you think about how you ended up at this point, I want to go to the process part of it. Like you said, there's a seven step process to help solve how to use intuition. And so get into a couple of those steps. I don't want to get. I don't want you to give the whole kitchen sink away, but get, get into a couple of those steps. Yeah, absolutely. And and so so everything is 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 based on your past. Uh, and so the, the the big thing is to figure out what are your intuitive signals. And the intuitive signals are very unique. As as much earlier as I had some uh, a CEO tell me about omens, I've had other CEOs that have told me that their their left earlobe gets hot, some people get a voice, they get a gut feeling. And the problem is sometimes we use these as generalities. Oh yeah, I get that gut feeling. But the way that intuitive signals work is that they always send you a signal that's very subtle in nature. And those are the ones that we miss. So let's say you and I have this, this, we both share this, this gut feeling, which is one of the signals. And for you, you've done your homework and that gut feeling is signal number one. If I make that suggestion, that signal, that is signal number one for me, but it's actually signal number three. I've missed my first two signals because I haven't done my homework. I haven't looked to the past to see, when did these intuitive signals hit me when I made a decision? And so that means I missed two bad, I made two bad decisions. That could be me stubbing my toe or I'm headed towards bankruptcy. I don't know. 
So one of the biggest things you do is you look back to when did you make the right decisions? When did you make the wrong decisions? And what did they feel like? And was that the first right decision or the first wrong decision? Or was there an earlier one? And you want to trace back to the origin of that, right? Because a voice could be great because, and it led you to the, the wrong decision. But was that the first wrong decision? or Was there a chain of events? And the more times you spend writing this down on a piece of paper and what that what you're feeling is, that's when you have your inventory of positive and negative signals. And that's important because in this seven-step process, when you have your inventory of positive and negative signals, the next decision you make is going to have a signal attached to it. And so you'll know very quickly if that's a positive intuitive signal, that means take that decision. Remember, it happens seven to ten seconds before you take that decision. And if it's a negative signal, it's warning you to say something in your past you've done saying, uh, uh, Sunil, don't make that decision because you've done something like that similar or somebody else has done that similar that you've recognized and it didn't turn out well. So that negative signal is telling you to walk, walk away. And so the first few steps are really getting you to understand what your positive and negative signals are and who's attached to that. Because two thirds of the research that I found at Intuition is who you surround yourself with. Who did you listen to? Who gave you that advice? And you also have to think about how do I get rid of those people that are giving me the wrong information to keep with the right information? And so that's what who affect who who gave you that decision? Who may, helped you make that bad decision? Those are the relationships you want to move away from so that you can move towards those who are going to help you and support you and help you trust yourself to make those decisions. Because ultimately, there was a decision that you had. Somebody got you to, to move away from that decision. And so then you did made the wrong decision and now you're going down the wrong path. And so finding out what your inventory signals are surrounding yourself with the right people. That's how you trust your intuition to make the right decision each and every time. Yeah. And, and, and you, man, you, you could tell you, you've been digging into this stuff because one of, as a, as a, a former HR leader, one of the things I always used to say, if it's not written, it's not real. And, and just to capture what your life has been telling you and the things that you've experienced, have you captured those things? And, and what you described is literally something a mentor coach of mine was like, this is how you take just normal coaching to like 10x coaching is just the noticing. And the, the like you said, the process of what you feel, what you think positive, negative, like capturing it all, not just what went well, but it's all usable data points. And, and, and when you think about when people don't capture these things, again, I know it's self-explanatory of what potentially could happen, but in your experience, what are the indicators that you see in people that they haven't listened in in their the past yeah so these are they're pretty easy one is there's a sense of ego uh i know more than you uh uh that's this just doesn't exist even though they're getting those intuitive signals and even though they're probably using it in their personal life they think that you know i i'm the boss uh you know i have this this thing it's about me that's one the second thing is again not recognizing that they actually how it really works and again this is all based on science uh and and uh, there's like 
over 20,000 articles with intuition and business or entrepreneurship alone, 20,000 articles on how important intuition is when it comes to business decisions. And so we actually have these things. And I'm, what I'm doing is I'm putting the science to it to show you how it actually works. So in some cases, they, they don't recognize how it works but they have to define it just like John Rothschild in their own way. How did it act? What's their signals? And once they are familiar with that, then they can move on. And the other one is, is some of them are just too wrapped in the data. They're too wrapped in having a 20 year career doing something the same way that when you try and give them something that's a different way, they don't agree with it because it's uncomfortable for them to move from where they're, where, where they're all the old way of doing things is. And again, if that's, if you want to look at the laggard indicator, People leave. You lose $2 million. I've had a client with that, with that sense of ego, lost $2 million in a, in a strategy that he shouldn't have done, which I told him he shouldn't have. And again, my intuition said he didn't have the skill set. He didn't have the uh, wherewithal. He didn't have customers returning. He didn't have the sales staff that needed to move in that other area. Based on intuition, the data matched it later. Uh, three months later, I'm telling his board, uh, he, the, he went in anyways because of ego. $2 million gone after I met him a couple of years later. So... These are some of the things that um, that people have to get into that have to get rid of sometimes. And then also recognize that this thing is really a tangible thing once once you actually talk about it. And time and time again, I've got people coming up on my podcast series that talks about the success that they've had or the, the, the intuitive moment that they have or what I call a wake up call moment where they hit rock bottom or their business fails or they know their business is going down south pretty quickly when they start trusting their intuition. And then they recognize the, the power of it when they start to see the success by trusting these things called intuitive signals. Uh, and unfortunately, people sometimes need to have that bounce. And I'm trying to make sure that these, these business people don't have that bounce, that they're able actually to, to start accelerating the success now. And, and you know, I, I mean, my resume is filled with uh, companies, Fortune 500 companies as well that I've been able to bring this thing to them and uh, they've excelled. They've been able to crush their competition and they're much happier, right? I've had, I've had CEOs who are actually able to not stop working seven days a week to now work five days a week and have two days of a hobby, uh, going from losing four out of six in four, four out of six areas to winning in, in five out of six. Then the sixth one he, he wanted to have, because that's his love. Okay, that's fine. You have a loss there, but his whole business shifted. Uh, and he's enjoying his life. So there's the in, the tangible, which is the business one, because now he's earning, the, in, in his case, $2 million more a year. And he's got two days for him and his family. That's the intangible stuff. And that's what happens when you trust your intuition, these signals to implement that in your business, because things become really, really well financially, if you want the data, and you personally, if you just really want to feel good. And I mean, how, there's no better way to run a business, in my my opinion. Yeah, and and what you really spoke to there, right? It's not, it's not the the get rich quick scheme. It's what you're talking about is is creating life habits, behaviors that support a whole person, but use, using the things that can be innate once you build the muscle to really trust not only people trust you but you begin to trust yourself with through your experiences and all the rest of those things and that that insinuates you actually have to live this life not not let life happen to you um yeah i love that go ahead go ahead yeah and and, and a lot of people think it's hard 
Uh, and hard just means that they, they're so embedded in the old way of doing yeah. things that they, they find it hard. They define hard as extricating themselves. But again, this is something you're born with. This is something you already have as intuitive signals. This is already, as you say, innate in you. All you're doing is saying, I'm not going to operate like that anymore. I'm going to go back to the basics with my intuitive signals, my sense. I've already got experience. I've, I know people who I'm going to surround myself with who are going to help me move my life in business and personal ahead. And I'm going to just start fresh with these intuitive signals. There's nothing hard about that. And we define hard because we seem to think that we got to chink, chunk things away. Uh, no, that's 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 you're thinking it's hard. Yep. It has nothing to do. You can you can you can start tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But the reality is, many people don't take action. You know, there's a statistic that I often use that in a room full of twenty five thousand people, these are stats gathered by Harvard and Gallup and all that. In a room full of twenty five thousand people, with them putting their hand up saying, "I'm going to change," the number of people that actually change is one. One out of 25,000. So for those looking and listening and watching, and you know you got to change, you got to take action because nothing happens without taking the first steps. And don't forget, you're being guided by your intuition. That is the source for your success. So why not, why not follow that path? I just don't understand why people don't do that. Yeah. And 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 to, to your point, right? It's it's one of those. Action is the reason why you cl- like it's it's data collection, right? And and if you don't give yourself a da- another data point to evaluate, then how can you expect to to change and to shift into different things? And and so I people already know from my, my TEDx, you know, actions over ideas always win. Like that That's that true. is my thing. That is my life mantra and something that I lean into. Um, but like you said, it's in all aspects of your life right? It's financial, it's family, it's emotional. It's all those things that you make a decision holistically on. And and again, it could start in a compartment, but just ensuring that you honor yourself to make sure that it's 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 turning into a lifestyle for you. And so I, Sano, I want everybody to reach out to you, connect with you, and and get get some of what you've got. Uh, because I know you got a book out there and I'm going to share your details. They had them scrolling across. But how can people connect with you further? Absolutely. So there's a couple of ways. On the personal side, there's intuitionology.com. And so that takes you through learning about the seven-day challenges there. The seven-day challenge is free. And in that case, what you do is you pick a problem and you, you learn about the components of your intuition, your signals to really solve them, to really surround yourself with the right people uh, to solve that particular problem. And so you learn how to use your intuition to filter your relationships. Uh, and then if you want to take it further, there's cor- courses that you can do. So the seven day challenge is free, by the way. And I give you a, a PDF template that's fillable that you can take for every, any problem you have uh, on an ongoing basis. Uh, my, I, I give you a free copy of my gut yeah, book, uh, ebook uh, within the seven day challenge. So that's even free as a resource. Um, and then if you want to learn about more on the business side with intuitive branding, you can go to sunilgatsi.com. Um, and there's a way to give me to, to get in contact and there's various ways that I can uh, help your business um, with some of the testimonials that are there. Uh, and uh, pretty soon I'll be doing a joint venture um, uh, with a membership with someone from the UK who's with the UK coach of the year in 2019, 2020. So we're just in the formation stages of that. Um, and there's my podcast series on intuition uh, called the Intuition Energy Podcast Series. A new podcast series called Intuitive Branding coming up with my first guest being Brendan Kane, who gained a million followers in 30 days 
um, the photographer for Usher, personal photographer for Usher. So I've got these kind of guests coming up saying, I absolutely want to talk to you, Sunil, because intuition was a key success uh, for them to get to where they are uh, and having some great conversations there. So lots of ways, of course, all the social medias, lots of content. I'm spending a lot more content now uh, on me talking about ways that you can trust your intuition or sharpen it or, uh, you know, a lot of tactics and stuff like that. So uh, lots of ways you can get in touch with me. I love it. I love it. So as, as you heard, there are plenty of ways that you can consume content from Sunil um, and make sure you get connected. Make sure you stay plugged in um, and avail yourself to the opportunities on on his website and all those different things. Well, Sunil, I want to thank you so much just for coming to hang out for a little bit with me. And uh, and you are, uh, again, like all the rest of my guests, I, I love that you're a practitioner and, you, and you've gotten dirty in this work yourself. Um, so I know this isn't just a, a check the box for you. So thank you again. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Well, folks, you already know. This was one of those, another humble, open and transparent conversations. And if you're a speaker, if you're a practitioner, if you're somebody who loves to get dirty yourself and uh, your work boots are actually used uh, and your coveralls actually have a little mud on them, um, I would love to have a conversation with you as well, just to share what you're doing uh, for the world around you. Direct message me and we'll go from there. So until next time, folks, be well, stay safe, and we'll talk to you soon. hope you enjoyed this episode. Please be sure to subscribe across our eight different podcast locations. Until next time, folks, continue to be humble, open, and transparent. Be good to people and actions over ideas always win.